Davis. Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be cited. KingdomTalksMedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right, I'm here with Michael Van Zanten. Um, Michael, we met, what's it been now? Uh, going on a year and a half to two years ago, I well, think. It was in... actually October of 2019. Oh, was it October? Oh, wow. Interesting. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was longer was that than re- that. That was in uh, Sacramento. We had just up on the hill there. And yeah, in Colfax. Chris Carter was there. Yeah, no, it was it was a great time. It was kind of one of the first uh, immersion retreats. You know, we didn't call it that back then, and we really wasn't we weren't calling that a retreat. But uh, um, it turned out to kind of be that way, and it really modeled something for us that we saw there. Because you and I connected there. That's where you yes. and I connected on the breaks, and um, just found out that hey, you know, sometimes the breaks are more important than the actual conference itself because of the stuff that comes out of that. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, where you're at, where you're from, and how you got to where you're at today. Sure. Well, I live in uh, Vancouver, just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia, in a place called Surrey. Uh, born and raised here. And, uh, you know, I, I've had a bit of an interesting life's journey. I, you know, grew up in a family business. The business did it incredibly well all across the country. By the time I was in my early 20s, I was running a production line of, uh, you know, 50 or so people. Uh, I started to do most of the hiring and firing of that at at that young age. By the time in my mid-20s, I had a, you know, six-figure income back in the late 80s, Uh, had a big house, was married young, and really, if anybody would have looked at me, they would have thought I I had it made, you know. Good company, lots of money, traveling, beautiful wife, and uh, and our firstborn son at that time. What they didn't know is that I was utterly broken uh, inside and and struggled immensely with the fact that all the things the world said would make me happy didn't, hmm. and uh, and it literally um, just almost destroyed me at that point. Wow. Yeah, I just yeah. I struggled severely with it. Well, and you know, you know, a couple of things is a lot of people don't know what to do with money and, and it, it can be a, a curse in the sense that now you have money what, where a lot of people think money is the answer to everything and now you have it, but it's, you realize it's not the answer. Where do you go? Right. Where right. do you go? <laughs> so I just, I just began to consume. I consumed everyone and everything. And so I, uh, mm. by the time I was in my uh, late 20s, I was uh, struggling with alcoholism. I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, a year or two into that, uh, an alcoholic. I uh, could still do my business side of things, but as far as my uh, my home life and everything else, that was a complete train wreck uh, to the point where my wife, who is now just pregnant with our second son, basically just said, look, uh, I want a divorce. Uh, there is nothing left in this relationship whatsoever. Wow. And uh, and that was really my absolute ultimate uh, low point uh, at that point. And it was interesting when she was telling me all this. It was like the first time in years that I looked deep into her eyes. And, it, and as I reflect back now, knowing what I know, I really believe the Lord opened the eyes of my heart at that point to see 
her. And what I saw was this big, huge uh, warehouse with a wet, cold floor. It was empty and dark. And she was laying on the ground of that huge warehouse in a fetal position, completely on the verge of death. And I immediately wow. knew I did this to this human being. Uh, wow. it, it struck me so powerfully at that point. And it was just like the weight of my everything I had become at that point hit me. And I just begged her for forgiveness. I said, look, I got myself into this mess. I'm a self-made man. I, I can get myself out of this mess. And I did, you know, started for 11 months. I started to do the uh, Tony Robbins stuff, the Zig Ziglar stuff. Uh, again, some good stuff there, but it wasn't uh, the answers that I certainly needed. I needed deeper uh, uh, questions answered at that point. Yeah. And so really, that led me to a place uh, where I just decided after 11 months of this roller coaster ride, getting better, crashing down, getting better, crashing, I, uh, I began to plot out uh, suicide. So I looked mm -hmm. in, I had a family, in my family business, I had a $2 million policy. I phone checked that it would pay out even if I came in suicide uh, and then had a business trip up in Northern Alberta, flew into Edmonton. So two weeks up to that point, I was planning exactly the location, which on this trip I'd be in Peace River, Alberta. And I realized that would be uh, where I would take my last breath. That way nobody could find me from the family and everybody else would be better off. Wow, wow. So, um... I mean, th those are, yeah, those are tough times. And, and, um, I, you know, I've been through some of those things. Um, I tried to take my life, but the fact is we're deceived. Right. And, yeah. and that's oh, the bottom right. line. Yes. Yeah. So what happened so, next? It, yeah. And, and so basically what happened, I, I drove into Peace River. I parked, pulled into the hotel where I'd been many times before. And I just knew that would be my, uh, you know, my last stance. And I ended up driving around Peace River, just trying to go, what is going on? And I stopped in front of this little church. It was it ended up being, it was a little Catholic church right on the edge of the Peace River. And I opened the door, luckily it was open, unlocked. I opened it up, came to the back and it was completely empty. Nobody in there, yet the door was open. Again, again, knowing that the Lord had been setting some stuff up for me and Basically what happened, I stood at the back of that church, in that church building, there's a huge crucifix in the front. So the cross with the image of Jesus on there and an altar. And I literally, as I started to walk up towards that, uh, I had this crazy, we used to call him Crazy Uncle Robert, who was always telling us, telling me about this Jesus he met. You know, this Jesus that <laughs> saved his life. And anyway, I was very loud, typically drinking. So I would be calling him a weak man. He needed a crutch. I didn't need such things, you know, I was a self-made guy, but he did this for like 13 years, uh, relentlessly in a, in a very gentle way. Uh, I was never gentle in response, but mm. uh, boy, I tell you, when I started walking up under that crucifix, everything that he'd been sharing for those 13 years lined up in my mind. And then I came up under and I was looking up at the crucifix and I heard the first time an audible voice and I heard Jesus say, I died that you might live. I died to take the filth of your life upon myself so that you can be set free. And I tell you, I had an immediate, incredible Damascus Road experience. I fell on my face and wept for a couple hours. And 
I was literally transformed as wow. the Holy mm. Spirit came in. It's like a fire hose hit me on the inside. Uh, I just felt like thick tar inside of me for everything I had done and the people I had hurt. And uh, it was just like I got hit with this fire hose and just washed everything out of me that was dirty. And I just stood up hours later completely different than when I entered that building. Wow. Wow. So, um, you know, I, I, I only know bits and pieces of your story. So this is interesting for me to actually hear your, your full story. So keep going. Keep yeah, going. So, what happened? Yeah. So, you know, I get up. Uh, a priest actually walked in at that point. Uh, and we sat on the pew side by side. I just confessed, told him everything that happened. He, he literally just said to me, he says, look, you've been set free. Go. Go and enjoy your new life. And a really great conversation with him, actually. And I just walked out the door, and it was like I could see for the first time. Um, the colors, the smells. I, I, it was right on the edge of the Peach River, beautiful spot. And I sat down on the edge and just watched the water. And, you know, the water came to life for me. The, the trees, it was in, in October, so fall, the trees, uh, the leaves. And it was just like I saw beauty for the first time, honestly. It was just so spectacular i ended up then going driving checking into the hotel phone my wife carmen and say you won't believe it but i know i've been trying for all these months but uh i had a face-to-face -face experience with jesus and my life has changed and what she says uh is that my voice actually changed she said she knew <laughs> something happened because the anger and resentment over, and again, I'd known her since I was 16. Now I was 29, October 6th of 1994. And uh, she says, because your voice was different, I knew you had experienced something. Anyway, two wow. days later, she's in a mother's and others group thing. She'd been many times. They never mentioned <laughs> Jesus. Somebody comes in, gives a powerful testimony. She just gives her life right there while I was still on my business trip. Uh, she surrendered her life to the Lord. I, I come home and, and we just started a, a, a new life and a new uh, relationship together. Now, 33 and a half years, but I tell you, it's, wow. it's been a dream. That is amazing. Now, um, at some point, and I don't want to jump ahead, so fill in the gaps, but uh, at some point you went on to become a pastor. Yeah, yeah. So, right? yeah, so here I am. I, I, I just became uh, everything I could consume of who God was, reading the Bible, uh, doing, you know, at that point, CDs and, uh, and videos of things. And uh, I just started to do everything I could. So we started trying to find a place to go and eventually found a home. And uh, at that point, within a year and a half, I was in, uh, I left the family business and went into um, getting my master's of uh, divinity degree in uh, um, very quickly. So I did that within a year and a half. And then a year later, I uh, ended up planting a new church in an inner city, part of a, a larger church that was launching a congregation. So I was a congregational leader of that new uh, church plant, uh, started with a handful of people. And it was really a church for the unchurched. Uh, for those who had no idea, so I'd be in jeans and t-shirt or whatever on Sundays. And, uh, but boy, we just, the Lord just, uh, saw so many incredible stories, uh, through that time. 
Wow. And so how long did you pastor then? So 10 years. So 10 years. 10 years I was there. We uh, ended up growing uh, and launching another congregation out of there. We grew again, launched another congregation. We've seen incredible growth. But through those 10 years, you know, obviously everything I did was, it, you know, with the sense of the spirit of God leading. And, and I was just following. I mean, I was I was way over my head on so many occasions through that early journey of my own walk. Um, but I began to be a little self-confident uh, as those years went on. And all of a sudden, my complete reliance on the spirit uh, waned uh, through, you know, those uh, those those follow following those last three years, especially. And in the midst of that, and, you know, we had an open door policy. We had troubled youth living with us. We had four young children. Um, our house, it was a 24 seven type of ministry. Anyway, I ended up crashing and burning uh, 10 years in, into that. Wow, wow. <laughs> and in, in, in a lot of different ways, there's some similarities anyway to, to our journeys because I was in business and so forth, not, not like you, but uh, I was basically um, doing my own thing with the different businesses that I had created and um, ended up going into ministry. I was in ministry for seven years and I crashed and burned. (laughs) So tell us about your crash and burn. (laughs) Well, yeah, that was, you know, it was unfortunately uh, messy. Uh, I uh, ended up uh, staying uh, at the church. My kids, uh, my wife and my kids stayed at the church. I was in a disciplinary process. um, So I was not uh, meeting at the church on a weekly basis. So I was attending other places for a couple of years, stayed for a total of five years there uh, at that church and uh, and did a really a uh, whole process of reconciliation and a lot of great things happened through that process. Uh, I never felt called to uh, to run away from anything. And so that was good. And, and then from there, during when I left there, I started a, a new business. Uh, the Lord really blessed that for, the, for uh, 10 years. It grew rapidly across the country. But uh, yeah, so that was a, a process from there. And it was a really amazing how the Lord protected uh, my wife, my family through that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's part of my story. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, actually, you know, we're, we're just about to a point of a, a break already. And uh, <laughs> did, I feel like we just got started. But um, when we come back, I, I definitely want to find out um, how you got to where you're at now in this movement and yes. what, what shifted for you there. So we'll uh, tackle that uh, when we come back from this break. An ecclesia is family doing kingdom business. When you join an ecclesia with Kingdom Talks Media that is going through the Ultimate Impact series, this is what a typical week might look like. During the week, you'll watch the Ultimate Impact teaching videos based on that week's topic. Each video is about 10 minutes long, followed by a time for you to shift focus into the heavenly realm, allowing Father to guide you into further revelation. Once a week, you'll gather with your Ecclesia group in person or most likely through Zoom conferencing to typically do two things. One, relate with each other as you share insights about that week's topic. And two, shift focus into the heavenly realm as an ecclesia to practice engaging Father together. Week after week, 
you and your ecclesia will gain new perspectives through the teachings, discussions, and your experiences individually and together in the heavenly realms. All right, so I'm back with Michael. And um, Michael, I wanted to go ahead and hear how you got to where you're at today because that, that you know, you've already gone through some major transitions in your life, but this is another transition. It's a transition for a lot of people to move from regular church and Christianity into what some call the mystic movement or, you know, those who walk in the heavens. So yes. how did that happen? Yeah, I'll give a, an abbreviated into that in one sense. Uh, of course, as I said, I was in a business for, for 10 years. Uh, during that, uh, became very involved in, in uh, evangelism, church stuff again. Um, also had lots of experiences of incredible healings. And, uh, you know, I ended up going to the Philippines for a couple of weeks and I literally just walked the, the, the New Testament. I it was one of those I, I knew the Lord actually showed me the first time I really had a, a, a vision, clear vision was three months before I went. And the Lord showed me the most incredible things were going to happen through my time there. And as I went, I saw people completely blind to see. I saw people, paralytics, get up and dance and walk. Uh, saw, wow. you know, 35 documented, videoed, incredible healings, probably another 70 healings of, uh, from fevers and all those things. Uh, villages transformed. And that, that was uh, probably about four years ago now, I guess. Um, and, and it was so funny on the flight home, I, I said to the Lord, so is this my new normal? And he said, yes, but not yet. And and it was really interesting. I, I uh, And I knew, and I've been really keeping that with me, that I, I guess I've just always believed anything that the Bible says, I believe to be true as far as, yeah. you know, Jesus says you will do greater than I have done. You know, you see Peter's shadow, uh, you know, healing people. So all of those things, I just have an expectancy of those things mm -hmm. being true and, and happening, you know, through me and through others. And so I guess I just sort of carry that in everything that that I do with an expectancy. Wow. So as as I was, uh, you know, moving from there, seeking the Lord in, in more ways, and then all of a sudden somebody shared with me, Daphne, Suzanne, who you know as well. Yes, she, yeah. She shared with me about um, going into the heavens and opening the eyes of your heart. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, well, I, you know, I know Isaiah has done that. And I know John did that. And I all of a sudden, I'm just like, well, then we should be able to do that. Why has it never even crossed my mind that we should be able to do what they did, which is, you know, enter into heaven, enter into the very presence of the throne room and those things. And, and so my, I just exploded with expectation and anticipation of that. Now, I know Daphne has a, a good group up there that meet at her house. Yes. Were you part of that or was there? No, no. you know, because okay. I, I was always running my own group and uh, okay. Daphne okay. and I stayed connected. Uh, she sent me videos, which I just dove into. Uh, some of the Kingdom Talks videos, uh, Chris Carter, uh, a few of his videos and others. And I just started to, to lap it up. And it was so funny, my, you know, I was talking to my wife about it. I said, you know, we can enter into heaven. And and I said, here's a little short video by Chris Carter. who just says, you know, to close your eyes, look at your room. 
Anyway, I leave that with her. I go two and a half weeks later. I've been, you know, every day doing it, but not breaking through, not breaking through, not break. Finally said to my wife, Carmen, I said, have you had any luck with this? She goes, yeah, the first moment I closed my eyes. I'm like, why haven't you told me? Here, I've been struggling with this, but I, I knew I wasn't going to let it go because I knew it was real. In my heart, yeah. I knew. And honestly, within the next uh, couple of days, it opened up for me. You know, I had to break through the barrier of myself. I had to break through the barrier of, you know, my knowledge of good and evil and all of, all of that, which I was an expert of, uh, you know, that whole <laughs> realm. And so I, I think there was just things that I had to let go of to really have that, the experience of, uh, of opening the eyes of my heart into the, my imagination which isn't a childish word in some ways maybe it is but uh but it's really about engaging with what's real and that's what i've begun to understand yeah no, that's and so, so cool. that that launched uh me in a big way at that point well and then uh you and and daphne and paul and and was it andy, andy and yeah, uh, you all came down to the to the Colfax retreat conference that we had, and anyway, I just loved that experience of meeting all of you guys. It was such, um, you know, it, it was almost like just taking everything to a whole new level. Hmm. Just meeting you guys and engaging with you guys, and the the times that that we had to talk on the side that we made plenty of. Yes. Um, it was incredible, and yeah. it developed relationships that have lasted. And Adina and I have been. You know, um, up there to Daphne's in in Canada there, and and seeing you up there. I think we saw you while we were up there. Yeah, yeah. You you came over to the to the um, to her place after one of the meetings. So yes. anyway, it's just created a whole new relationship, and yes. we've absolutely loved our Canadian friends. <laughs> it really has been a special place in our heart. So yeah, that's awesome. I tell you, when we went to that retreat again, I I just experienced entering into heaven a couple times because I'm talking only from the time Daphne had their conversation to that retreat, maybe two months. And, um, and, but I just knew I wanted more. I, 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 uh, I realized again, scripturally, I couldn't deny the reality of it. And so, um, going there and that blew my mind. I mean, honestly, going there, spending time uh, with you, Adina, with Chris, his family, and, and just, Boy, I experienced stuff there. Um, the first time I, I had a face-to-face experience with the Holy Spirit, mm. uh, who I, you know, Ruach, of course, and yeah. uh, and an incredible <laughs> experience with the Father, who and Abraham came up and engaged in a conversation with Abraham, and and all that he was showing and 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 saying to me at that point, and and with Jesus Yeshua and spending time with him. So that 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 retreat absolutely radically changed our lives uh, and has continued to impact us as we move forward for sure. Wow, love that. Well, we got about maybe five more minutes. Um, uh, I was gonna ask you, and I kinda wanna carry this over into part two. So um, uh, just, you know, what is the Father got on your heart right now? I mean, it seems like, especially if you've been a pastor, you, you're in those seasons where Father has you engaging in some one thing or another for a season. What is it that he's got you engaged right now in that um, really is is motivating you to move forward? Yeah, and uh, you know we're going to probably have to carry some of this over. Uh, there's yeah. a few different things, but um, 
You know, I, I've been involved in uh, an organization in Africa, and so it's called Let's Give Them Hope, where we take care of about uh, 400 children in uh, both in Zimbabwe and in Zambia now. And uh, I've had chances of flying over there, engaging with that. But what I've really understood, of course, that was always out of a heart of love and compassion and all those great things that continue. What I didn't really realize until, you know, coming into this movement is the fact that we can begin to govern over those places. You know, yeah. we can begin to, to speak from heaven um, the realities of, of what is to be and, and uh, what, uh, what God is directing uh, for those nations and for those peoples. And, you know, you look at a country like Zimbabwe, one of the hardest hit nations on the planet, countries on the planet, you know, under a very um, dictatorship leadership of Mugabe, who'd ended up dying a couple of years ago, but still seems to be governing, governing through his, uh, through who was behind him, his left hand person, his right hand person. But anyway, um, but yeah, just even last night, you know, we had an incredible encounter in my group as we just, all of us sensed the Lord had brought us over Zimbabwe and Zimbabwe, not only economically a mess, but it's in a many year drought. Uh, the country wow. is ground. Um, it anyway, very bad situation. And we were hovering over and he just began to lead us in making declarations of prosperity, of uh, abundance and uh, and that this brown nation would begin to turn green and beginning to speak to the weather patterns and and all of that. And uh, he revealed the barrier actually that was keeping that from happening over that. And we began to speak into those things. And um, boy, it was, what an incredible experience. That was just last night, uh, beginning wow. to really understand it. And, you know, learning through this past conference you guys just ran a couple of weeks ago uh, and hearing, uh, you know, just some great information, even on what that means to do that, to not, rush into those things but uh, yeah. but to really um be seeking the father as he leads and to be you know following in, in what he's showing and what he's leading in so anyway really yeah. really encouraging well that's <clears throat> really um encouraging just to have met you and be able to kind of be part of the journey that you're on now in terms of um expanding and i know you you're still operating in business mainly that's what you're doing uh but you also have some ministry things that you're, you've got along the side that are that are you know um you know something that the father's called you to but we are out of time for this section so um i i definitely want people to come back for part two because i i want to talk about where do you see things going uh, what do you have going? Because I know that you have some things that you're you're working on in, in both business and in the spiritual realm that uh, I, I'm sure you, well, you may want to share. Maybe you don't, yes, but no, we'll... No, probably good. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to doing that because you've got some kind of cutting edge stuff that you're working on in business that, uh, if you're willing, like to hear a little bit more about that as well. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Well, thank you, Michael. Um, encourage everyone to get in on that part two, because uh, it, we will get into some interesting things that, that Michael is involved with. So um, blessings to all of you. Michael, thank you so much. Honor you and love you. Uh, you've been a, a big part of our life since we met you. So thank, thank you so you. much. Thanks. All right. Bye. Blessings, everyone. See you next time.
Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website.